So without further ado, please welcome your hosts, Michael Balazzo and James Hartnett. Hi everybody, how's it going? Guys, thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming. Uh, thank you for coming to the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? <laughs> thank you. Hi, I'm uh, one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm your other host. I'm just fumbling with my notes. My name is uh, Michael, and I'm a tenant in the building that James owns because he inherited it from his dead uncle. That's right. That's the premise. That's, that's right. Yeah. And we've done that premise a hundred times now. Yeah. It's very, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's right, because this is a special show, Mike. A hundred episodes. A hundred episodes. Who knew all those years ago in the cold, dark, dank winter of tw- uh, 2017 when we started that we'd make it this far? A hundred episodes were the first podcast ever to make it this far. Yeah, that's true. Let's hear it for that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And we haven't even had that good a time doing it or anything. No, we, we fight like an old married couple. Wow. Um, which one will die first? Usually the men die first, but we're both two men, so who knows. Um, just before we uh, go any further, I just want to say in honor of our 100th episode, mm-hmm. I personally would like to dedicate my performance tonight to a person, 100 years old. He's actually 102 years old. I'm dedicating my performance tonight to the great actor Kirk Douglas. 102 years old, that's right. Great actor, you know, he's got his famous uh, son Michael and his uh, famous daughter-in-law Catherine. And uh, he still looks really good and in fact, he he looks just amazing. And um, interesting fact, we're actually the same height, me and uh, me and Kirk. Really? Yeah. Even with his aging and sort of well, slouching? he shrank, he shrunk okay. a bit, you know. <laughs> but we're the same height now, finally. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're uh, if you're dedicating this show to a hundred year old, I'm gonna one up you and go with the best hundred year old. I'm gonna dedicate the show to the world's oldest person, Kane Tanaka of Japan, aged 116. <laughs> And uh, uh, you know what? Let's hear it. Uh, let's hear it for Kane. Yeah, yeah. Not as famous as Kirk, but apparently she's a hell of a gal. Hey. There we go. Do you think you'll make it to 116 years old, James? Oh, I sort of hope not. Yeah. It seems like a, like a bit of a bummer. It's too old, because I think you'd be like sick for the last 35 years of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone should die at 40. Mm. <laughs> right? Isn't it your birthday today? Today's my birthday. I'm 40. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Very exciting. Yes. Cut that. Um, we'll, we'll cut that out of the part we broadcast. I don't want people to know that. Right. You never uh, ask a podcaster their age. No. You don't talk about politics or religion with a podcaster. You don't ask their age. So, uh, since it's the 100th episode, we're, yes. we're doing something tonight that's going to be probably trending. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's called the 100 challenge. That's right. Everyone on the show tonight will be doing something 100 times. That's right. Something. And uh, originally, my 100 challenge... Now, just saying this now, I feel like a fool. Oh, okay. But I wanted to eat 100 hamburgers on stage tonight. 
I quickly realized after consulting with my doctor that that wasn't a good move. He thought I would might not make it, and um, you know, he said he said to me, he looked me in the eyes and said, "Who do you think you are, Jughead?" Oh, that's. And I I had no words to respond. So instead of eating a hundred hamburgers, I'm going to eat. Where did I put it? I'm going to eat 100 calories throughout the night. I'm going to eat a Taste of Nature organic apple uh, granola bar. And I think my stomach will thank me. All right. Instead of hamburgers. Oh, okay. Well, I'm doing the 100 challenge as well. Really? And, uh, yeah, something a little more difficult than you. Okay. Um, I am going to do uh, 100... Throughout the show... Yes. I'm going to do 100 Kegel exercises. <laughs> wow. People are going to say, oh, can men do Kegel exercises? Yes. It's a new thing. Okay, we got someone in the back who does them. I didn't know this was possible. Yes, men yeah. are doing kegels now, and I'll be doing them throughout the show. And uh, my goal is to have the strongest male kegels in Toronto <laughs> by August. Really? Mm-hmm. I can just picture you walking along the beach with your big bulging kegel muscles and kicking sand on a nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Now, because people listening at home can't see you doing the exercises. Can you, uh, like, I'm putting a microphone up to your crotch and there's no noise, but um, can, you make the, can you make the sound you make when you do a Kegel it's, exercise? It's just kind of a standard, one of those. That's it. That's it. That's all you're, all you're going to hear, but a lot's going on behind the scenes. Right. I'll just say that. <laughs> You'll, I, I can't wait to hear when you get uh, all in shape down there how things are, go- are going for you. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be wonderful. Um, And uh, before we go any further, and we've got an amazing show tonight, we've got amazing guests from around the world who are going to join us for this momentous occasion, Um, I would like to point out that we have some extra firepower with us tonight on stage. And I'm talking about our special musical friend who's joining us tonight on the keyboards. You heard her earlier. Of course, I'm talking about Robin Hatch. Robin, thanks so much for being here with us tonight. Thanks, thanks for having me. Oh, of course. <laughs> now, can you give us, because we don't usually, usually I make the terrible uh, music on GarageBand on our podcast, and uh, can you give us a flavor of what you can do with your years of training oh. and talent? Blossom on TBS. <laughs> it just came to my mind. That was good. Blossom, right? Yes, it reminded me of Blossom. Yeah. Had a bit of a funky show. Hope we don't get sued by Blossom oh, for. Uh, uh, that's not the Blossom theme, is it? It's just. Not. Right, okay. That was great, though, Robin. Really good. And Robin's wonderful. selling albums at the back. Vinyl. Oh, check them out. You guys vinyl heads? <laughs> um, so, Robin, I hear you're also participating in the 100 ta- challenge. Um, yes, I'm playing 100 notes tonight. Wow! Okay, that's pretty good. Wonderful. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I bet Elton John himself hasn't even ever played 100 notes. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> moving right along... Um, we now this is going to sound crazy. We've we've got Robin here as kind of our Paul Schaefer, if you yeah. will. Although may I just say, if you are our Paul Schaefer, you put Paul Schaefer to shame. First of all, you don't have that annoying bald head to look at. Got nice hair. Yeah. That's it. Okay. 
Great, inter- uh, great interjection there. Yeah. We don't just have Robin here with us tonight. Uh, we also decided to hire someone who is a bit of a funny guy. A funny fellow. We hired a comedian who's going to be kind of our Andy Richter throughout the night, and we're really excited to have him up here. Get on up here. It's Tom Henry. Come on, Tom. Can I have the mic there? Welcome, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thanks Thanks. for helping us out. Yeah, no problem. Hi, guys. Uh, So, Tom, you're you're a comedian. Is this right? Yeah, I am. A stand-up comedian, yeah. Now, um, would you care to list some of your uh, credentials? Oh, um, showcased... Showcase for some stuff. Wow, that's big. Okay, so that's just you know what you're dealing with here. Yeah. Um, So can you tell us what your 100 challenge is going to be tonight? Yes, I can. As a comedian, I'm going to throughout the night write 100 jokes. Wow. And at the end, I'm going to perform them. (laughs) Wow, that's that's intense. Wow, I'm sure that uh, uh, Jerry D himself has never written 100 (laughs) jokes. That's that, true. Yeah. That seems like a tall order to me. To, I mean, it's only, only going to be about an hour or something. No, I think, yeah, it should be pretty easy. Um, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Now, uh, can I just say before, before we continue, uh, can I ask what... I'm not a funny person. I don't know how to... I, get, I clam up in front of an audience. How do you comedians, you funny people, as Judd Apatow so famously called you, how do you... How do you come up with your ideas? Well, it's interesting because people think it's probably a lot of funny laughing and that kind right. of thing. But it's pretty, sure. we're pretty serious people. Crying clown. And one, yeah. one important thing is always carry a notebook. Oh. So that's why I have this one here. Oh, Great. nice. And um, you write down anything that you think of. And then you okay. try, like, w- say something that's happened to you recently. It doesn't have to be funny. I couldn't even know where to begin. Uh, something that happened to me recently. Well, I had a chicken. I had chicken for lunch. Okay. And that's true. I know it sounds crazy. Okay. But it's, okay. It's true. Okay, you had chicken for lunch. Can you turn that into a joke? Yeah, I think so. So. Okay, I'll think about it. Oh. Right, so you're not an improviser. No, I'm a writer. Yeah. Okay, so, I, I so you can't just do it off yeah. the cuff. Right. Well, no. Really. Okay, no, that's okay. That's great. That's cool. Seinfeld's not an improviser, right? No. Exactly. Imagine no. Seinfeld signing up for uh, level one of UCB. He'd suck. <laughs> He'd suck. Yeah. Remember Shoshana, his high school girlfriend when he was 40? Yeah. yeah. Look it up. Uh, give me a relationship. 40-year-old and teenager. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to enter Improv. that game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, okay, well, this is exciting. So, so we're going to check back in with you, Tom, and okay. see how these hundred jokes are going. I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you're p- going to pull this off. Okay, thanks. So, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, back? yeah, you can, okay. you can get out of here. You can get out of here. <laughs> Tom Henry, everybody. Tom Henry. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. I just can't stop laughing um, <laughs> at the comedy now. Episode 100. Real my, milestone, and uh, mm-hmm. one of the things our show is famous for mm-hmm. is the funny and innovative segments we always do that everyone loves. And tonight, of course, is no exception. We're doing a great segment. We're doing a throwback to a audience favorite. Of course, I'm talking about the classic segment, Sippin' Bitch. Cabernet, Chardonnay. Well, how 
best of rosé. All we want to do today is sip mm. and bitch. Sip and bitch. Yes. Thank you. We sound like NSYNC oh, together. I mean, I don't know about that. Um, no, but this is very exciting to do Sip and Bitch. We've got a couple of glasses of wine Let here. Let me get huh? my glass out here. Yep. Um, so what are you drinking tonight, Mike? Well, um, I'm drinking... So first of all, can I just explain the, the segment? Oh, to any, to sorry. Any first-timers? Mm. Uh, your, your kegel muscles are strong, but uh, sometimes your brain muscle... Uh. <laughs> so this is a segment where we unwind with a glass of wine, and we get some stuff off our chests that's, that are bugging us. That's is that right. fair to say? That's right. That's right. And uh, what wine do you have uh, on so, you? So, I'm, I've been waiting all week to tell you about this wine. A lot of celebrities mm-hmm. have gotten involved in the wine industry over the years. You know, there's a Wayne Gretzky estates wine. There's uh, James Maynard Keenan, the lead singer of Tool. <laughs> yeah. Has his own wine. Francis Ford Coppola has his mm-hmm. own wine. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided to go with a Canuck celebrity oh. who's got his own uh, wine line. So tonight I'm drinking a delicious Howie Mandel Zinfandel. <laughs> Take wow. a smell of that. It's like yeah. smelling Howie's head. Oh, yeah. It's sort of, it doesn't really have a smell. Well, here's the thing. So Howie Mandel, of course, one thing everyone, first thing, hilarious. Second thing everyone knows, he's one of the world's biggest hypochondriacs. Right? You guys know that. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually the world's first 100% germ-free wine. Wow. Yeah, not a single germ in here. So it's actually, that affects how it's made. Instead ah. of big, gross, stinky feet uh, stomping on the grapes, it's actually a completely cleaned robot that presses the grapes. And then the juice is mixed with Purell. <laughs> And it, Very nice. It's got, nice. it's got a nice clean and funny finish. Uh, not altogether too different from Howie himself. Okay. Uh, well, I'm also drinking a celebrity wine. No. Uh, my wine is uh, created by uh, famous YouTuber Jake Paul. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's, it's called Jacuzzi Blowjob. Uh not crazy about that name. Well, you obviously don't watch YouTube. Um, oh. it's, uh, it's a little different than your normal lame wines. It's carbonated and foamy. <laughs> so, And how do they make it so foamy? I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Shake it up. I don't know. But uh, right. it's pretty good so far. Now, not to get too off topic, but is getting a beach in a jacuzzi... <laughs> I've never heard you say beach before. <laughs> Neither have I. Wow. the com- You're getting confident from front of this crowd. We're still making new discoveries on episode 100. <laughs> is getting a beach in a, in a uh, jacuzzi safe and sanitary? Yes, the, I can say definitively yes. There's chlorine, there's jets. Well, the heat kills the germs and the jets blow them away. <laughs> All right. Jacuzzi blowjob. Jacuzzi blowjob. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. All right, well, um, may I go first? Please, please do. Get some stuff off my chest first. I'll take my soup. Okay. Mmm, <sighs> yummy. My name is Bobby. Um... <laughs> So here's my first bitch. So I I feel like I'm not dressed as well as I wanted to be tonight for such an important show. This, in fact, isn't the outfit I intended to wear tonight. This makes me mad. I came to the venue here tonight at the Ossington at about 6 p.m. 
in a special outfit for our special episode. And the big mean bouncer turned me away. He took one look at me and said, you're not coming into my bar dressed like that. He said I was wearing gang colors. Yeah, really? You know, so James, you know that magnificent blue outfit I'm always wearing? Oh yeah, it's totally blue. From head to toe, I wear my blue hat, my blue scarf, my blue blazer, blue shirt, blue pants, blue socks, blue shoes, and if you're if you're lucky, blue underwear. <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently this is a uh, Bloods neighborhood that we're in, and huh. uh, what did the bouncer say exactly? He said um, if you wear that around here, you could get killed kidnapped or castrated. I didn't know they did that. Yeah, huh. yeah, they do. So he sent me home to change into this. Anyway, that's uh, my first bitch. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, why don't I have my first sip? Oh, okay. Pretty good. And now, time for my bitch. Um, we're all watching Game of Thrones, right? Well, here we are in the last season, and I am so pissed off that the show is going to end, and they've missed the opportunity for the most obvious casting decision I've ever heard of. They never, they're going to finish the show, and they never cast Joe Rogan on the show. It's so obvious. He's such an obvious... He's perfect for the show. They don't have a lot of bald representation on the show, a lot of bald guys. And second, wouldn't it be great to finally have a character to sit down with Cersei and Jon Snow and have long, long chats about DMT and how the... Uh, you know, overreactive left are shutting down conversation on Twitter. All right, so you want a bald guy to talk for th- three to four hours on us in an action-packed fantasy show, James? Uh, yes, that would be a big improvement. Unbelievable. Imagine if Howie and Joe Rogan got on. That'd be two bald Ooh. men. They could be a kind of a funny duo of knights. Right. You know? Slapstick. Laurel and Hardy. Or um, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. (laughs) For the Shakespeare heads in the crowd. And Tom Stoppard heads, to be perfectly honest. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. Um, Thank you. Wait, my second sip. All right. This is going to take like 30 minutes. (laughs) Well, they're loving it. And my bitch. Um, so I was in uh, Timmy's the other morning getting my morning double-double, as I'm sure many of you always do. And uh, I heard the door open. And I turned around, and who did I see waltz into the Timmy's but Canadian musical legend Gordon Lightfoot. Whoa! Big deal. I mean, can we talk about how many hits this guy has made? <laughs> Sundown, if you could read my mind. Yep. Uh, rainy Day People. Mm-hmm. Um, just to name three. Railroad oh. Trilogy. Railroad Canadian Trilogy. Canadian Railroad Trilogy. Yeah, yeah. He wrote the best song about choo-choo trains of all time. Anyway, I lost my cool. I fanboyed out on Gordon Lightfoot. And I ran up to him. I grabbed him by the lapels and I said, Mr. Lightfoot, you changed my life. Thank you for your music. Anything you want today on the menu at Timmy's. <laughs> Put your wallet away. It's on me. Well, that was my first mistake. Really? Because Gordon Lightfoot, Canadian musical legend, proceeded to order everything on the menu. He thought I was made of money, I suppose. He ordered uh, two dozen Boston cream donuts, 48 Timbits, some bacon snap wrappers, fruit explosion muffins, a whole tray of ice caps. He's only one guy. 
Maybe he was bringing them for his friends. I don't know. I didn't. He ordered a, the disgusting chili they serve there. Oh. Anyway, fast forward to ten minutes later. I'm paying seventy five dollars at the till. You know what they say? Never meet your heroes, and I believe it now. Wish I'd never met that guy. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, fuck him. Okay. <laughs> We're seeing a new side of Mike tonight. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Tim Hortons, I think, has Thai soup now, too. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. That Reaching out weird. to uh, the Thai demographic. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's have my second sip here. Woo! And time for my second bitch. Um, you guys know I have a son called Pavel. Don't see him. Don't see him uh, too often, but he, uh, around Easter time, he texted me and said he wanted to do an Easter egg hunt. And that kind of bothered me. No. Yeah, because you know what? A, I don't have a ton of time. And B, isn't he too old for friggin' Easter egg hunts? Like, what the He's hell? He's like, what, 10? I don't know, something like that. So, it was so annoying, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity, this annoying opportunity, to actually teach Pavel a lesson. So I got two tickets, and I flew the both of us to Vegas, and I drove out of the city. Oh, God, you didn't take the young man to one of those disgusting ranches, did you? No, Mike, he's a kid. I didn't take him to a ranch. For sex. The the bunny ranch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I drove us out to the desert, got him to get out of the car, and said, find your own way back, and then I went to the bunny ranch. No! As a lesson! Oh, God, hearing that, I almost wish you had taken him to the sex ranch. Well, listen, it's a good opportunity for him to learn, and he's going to come back a grown man after spending a bit of time in the desert by himself. Oh, my God. It's, like, full of rattlesnakes and the... the oh, it's the United the States. Desert it's not that bad. He, well, desert drifters. Have you, heard, uh, have you heard back from him since you left him there? No, but that's not unusual. We're not that close. <laughs> All right. Well, sadly, it's come to my third and final sip. <laughs> Mike's getting his teeth on the mic there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um... And so this really bummed me out. So we had a beautiful sunny day today in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is rare. And especially after the really hard winter we had, I said, I'm going to take advantage of this sunny weather. And I put on my tank top and I put on my little shorts and I uh, (laughs) got my lawn chair and I, I parked myself in my caboose on the sidewalk, right? Just soaking up the sun. Well, not two minutes went by before, guess what happened? A police horse with an officer on top, of course, pulled up right in front of me, stopped, and no more than a foot from my face, the horse proceeded to take the biggest, the nastiest, and the stinkiest dump I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Right in front of your face? No more than 12 inches from my face. I mean, I saw everything happening. Oh, it's not nice seeing horses poop. It was like a a nightmarish waterfall. Yeah. A tube kind of comes out. Yeah. It's true. If you've ever seen a horse poop, a tube comes out, and then the poop comes out of a tube. You know, James? I don't know what's going on. We don't often agree, but on this occasion, I agree with you. I don't when know a what horse the tube defecates, is. it looks like a tube. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I I lost my cool and I jumped up in my you know, wearing my tank top and my little shorts, and I poked the police officer in the boots and I said, Excuse me, officer. Um, I hate to tell you, but your your animal just made a nasty mess on the ground. If I did that on the street, you'd have me behind bars. 
And I said, you're, you know, the sidewalk, to me, space is at a premium in Toronto. I, I mm-hmm. consider the sidewalk my living room. So your horse basically took a big nasty dump in my living room. I demand you clean this up right now, officer. Well, it didn't go well after that. He, uh, he didn't clean it up, but I'll tell you what he did do. He pulled his service revolver, pointed it at me, and said, uh, you are shit. Wow. Cle- clean up the shit. Yeah. Whatever happened to, to serve and protect? So there I, I was. I've, I've never been so humiliated. You've never been that humiliated before? Come on. Well, I'm trying to impress the crowd. All right, all right. Anyway, it was disgusting, and uh, he made me. I didn't have any gloves, didn't have a bag, didn't have a poop scoop. <laughs> Okay. I just had to use my bare hands and... Um, Wait, you cleaned it up? Yeah, he forced me to clean it up with my bare hands and carry it back inside of my apartment and throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Couldn't yeah. throw it in a bush or something? No, he, ha- fo- he followed me at gunpoint and made me go inside. Man, you have bad relations with the police. I certainly do. Boy, oh boy, all right. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound too good. Yeah, so I'm mad about yeah. that. Yeah. All right, uh, here's my final sip. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And now, my final bitch. Um, my final one is parties. Throwing parties. After parties, whatever you will. I'm organizing one right now, and it's so stressful. You know, it's like, how many people do you invite? What room do you rent? How much alcohol do you buy? Like, do you have private bartenders? Or do you not have private bartenders? What part of the city do you hold it? It's like, it's so stressful. I'm planning a party right now. And it's just like a nightmare to plan. Oh. So stressful. When when is this party happening? He asked. Okay, his, well, his podcast partner. <laughs> uh, it is tonight. So I'm just like so stressed tonight oh. thinking about this party. Is it? Wow. Is it? So is it a, the official 100th episode after? Party? No, 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 no. No, it's it's not nothing to do with the podcast. It's just a separate. Separate kind of party thing. So, oh. it's just, yeah, me and some friends. Going. Is it for my birthday? Is it a surprise uh, no, no, after party? No, no, nothing to do with your birthday. Right. Just more of like to me and so, some people going to, to for like a bar. So, it's happening after the show, but it's not the show's after party. No, no, it's like a separate thing, different thing. All right. Uh, well, can I, can I come to well, the. You know, I don't, you, you don't know anybody I, there. No, I love meeting new people, well, and, and new people I love meeting me. No. I. I would love oh. to please. May I please? May I please attend well, this party? Text me. Text me after the show. Okay. I'll see if I get the text. <laughs> Great. I'll see if I get the text. And that's sipping, bitch. <laughs> oh, very good. By Wonderful. the way, if it's if it's rammed at the back there, there's some seats up here. Just letting you know, no pressure, but you yeah. won't bother us if you sit up here. Yeah. You'll probably. Fact, we'll love you. We'll kiss you and hug you. Well, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, Mike, uh, I feel like we're the, the time where we bring up our first uh, guest yeah, tonight. Yeah, I, I feel good. I feel like the audience is loving our show. I'm just bending over here to pick up a paper. Um, why don't we bring up our first guest? Now, mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about her. Uh, this is a woman. Uh, she is a therapist, and uh, we're really excited to have her on. Let's hear it for Ebony Rosen. <laughs> Ebony, welcome. Michael, James, how are you? It's welcome. So good to see you. Happy birthday, Michael. Oh, thank you so much. Congratulations yeah. on this milestone. Yes, it is. A, I'm celebrating two milestones, I suppose. That's wow. enough that to, uh, to drive most men mad. <laughs> well, the jury's still out on you in that, but I think, you know what, you're holding it together nicely. Well, thank you. 
Now, Evany, you were on the podcast before uh, yes. doing therapy on us. Uh, what, yeah. what kind of therapy did you say it was? Well, I have carved out a real niche for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a therapist that specializes in male friendships. Because I right. think just what a space and shape we're all looking, looking past, looking over. What a, who needs us more now than men? So I just... Well, it I is really tough being like a man to, these days, it right? It is. Yeah. You guys have it. So hard. So I am, and I have treated Michael and James before, full disclosure. Yes. Uh, because by having me on the podcast, you waive full doctor-patient confidentiality. So uh, I, am, uh, I am Michael and James's therapist. I help them navigate their friendship uh, and all the bumps that it's been through over the last hundred episodes. And it's quite a bumpy road, uh, not too different from most roads in uh, Toronto these days. Mike, what the hell, right? man? Uh, let him have this. I, let him have... He has a right to feel angry about the roads, James. You he doesn't even him, have a car. You have to let him have the space. cyclist. I'm just trying to relate to the crowd. They don't have cars either. Look at them. Does anyone here have a, have a car, one of the most popular consumer objects on the planet? See? One, Pain. guys. It feels bad for you. We've talked about your vehicular superiority and how All it makes right. Michael feel uh, frightened. Because he caught constantly... Because I have a Lotus. No, it's because you... <laughs> have you threatened to hit Mike on his bike in your car? In your Lotus? I haven't threatened to hit him. I've said I could hit you if you don't watch out and I happen to be behind you. I, I perceive that as a threat because oh. you say it all perceive the time. This. Yeah. <laughs> perceive For anyone listening at home, he didn't actually do anything. He just kind <laughs> well, of it's a podcast, so moved I mean... some papers around. But I, I respect where it was coming from. You have a lot of anger towards Mike. I don't have a lot of anger towards Mike. He's just annoying. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I'm your better half, and um, we're not halves. After no, after a hundred episodes, I think I've I've improved you as a person, in, at least in my opinion. James, how does that make you feel? Mad. He hasn't affected me at all. I do the podcast, I leave, and I don't think about him again. You know, that is true, Evany. We we uh, we really have zero contact between recordings. Well, this is something you've expressed to me in your separate email threads with me, and I, something I want to address is that you won't email me in the same thread. And I feel like 100 episodes in, it's maybe time we all just get in the same Gmail space, maybe get on a Slack or something. Maybe, you know I, don't, I, mean? yeah. well, maybe I don't want the guy to have my email address. Thank you very much. Remember the time I emailed you, James, and then the, the two hours later, the uh, police showed up at my, at my door? I, I do. You've established you have a strange relationship with the boys in blue, despite the fact that, you Strange know, is one way to put it, yes. Threatening a lot of horses. Yes. Well, It's not um, good. <laughs> some people weren't paying attention before. That's okay. Um... You know, it's, guys, I think it's important to check in with how you have improved in your relationship. You know, it's your 100th episode. Yes. Playing to a crowd of, sure, 100 people. Um, at least. At least that many yeah, listening yeah, yeah. at home. Yeah. And I just want, I would like you to say one thing that you feel is positive about what, where you've come as, as, as two friends over the course of this relationship. At your 100th episode, I want you to each say something nice okay. about each other. Um, James, finally... Uh, showed me where he lives. I did. I did. That's very big. Yeah. 
That's very because he sees where you live and I've seen where you live, yes, and it's you have, it's yeah. not great, it's not and that's best. his fault. Yeah. So I hear why that this would be. How did it make you feel to see where he? Oh, lives? very jealous. Yeah, <laughs> he's so rich. He's very rich, and he did no, none of the work to uh, to you know to earn it. But you know what, Mike? There's something positive in there. You said something nice about James. He's rich. Yes. So that's a compliment. <laughs> Which is a, a very nice compliment, I yeah, would say. That's, yeah. And James, do you have? Can you say something positive about God. your relationship? I mean... Come on. God, the love of God. I mean, when you see Mike, he's sort of in better shape than you imagine. (laughs) Like, he he can pull off a tucked-in shirt. Thank you. Which I wouldn't have expected. What were you imagining before? Oh, God. The man on his deathbed? This is just based on the checks he would... Just the quality of checks he would send you and sort of grease stains or other things that might have been on those. When I see him, he looks looks unwell, but then when he wears a tucked-in shirt, like, well, it's not tucked-in, but when he wears a tucked-in shirt, you kind of go, well... He's doing okay. So the compliment's kind of been downgraded to the fact that based on what you see in front of you, you're just surprised at his ability to pull off a tucked-in shirt. Well, I guess that's right. Well, that's something. That's a compliment. How does that make you feel, Michael? Oh, I'm over the moon. Well, (laughs) It's nice to hear. uh, I think it's the first compliment I've ever received from... You know, it's nice when a tenant hears a compliment from his landlord. (laughs) We'll all agree. That's the highest compliment one can get, really. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. I feel really good. Well, I mean, what I mean is, what else can we do to sort of like I, I do the podcast because I don't want to do a lot of things around the building for my tenants, so I do the podcast as my service to the tenants yeah. to give something back. You know what I mean? So I feel like I have to keep doing it. But James, come now, it's your hundredth episode. All of these people are here to witness it. Do you really think that's the only reason you do the podcast? Is there really I know no it is. other reason? That keeps you coming back to Michael's sad, shitty apartment week after week. Is there something in there that makes you want to come back every time? Is there no. Some, is there someone in, in a tucked-in shirt you just can't wait to see? No. Maybe in some oh, way. Oh, God, no. After your divorce, after your, I'm frankly, non-existent relationship with Pavel, is there someone that maybe has become someone that's a pretty, pretty regular in your life? First of all, Pavel and I are cool. Nobody really cares if they're that close with their dad. It does not cause issues for anybody. Are you close? Are you close with your dad, James? No, I hate him so much. I passionately hate him. But could have clocked that. Anyway, look, no, I I do not enjoy spending time with Mike. That's not a thing. It's not part of why I'm, I'm there. willing to take that. What do you mean you're willing to take that? It's fine. Uh, I just I like I like uh, I like broadcasting, so you know it's fine. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. May I say? No, though, I just feel like every time I make progress with you guys, your low self-esteem just kind of swoops in and undoes it. But we'll work on that. I would gi- I would give up this podcast, James, if you would just do the basic maintenance work that you're supposed to do. For the past week, I've been having to uh, bathe in uh, the apartment of a young couple that lives beside me. <laughs> And they accidentally saw my, my you-know-what during God. breakfast. Your penis, Michael. They it's, saw called, my... it's okay to call it what it is. It's called a penis. So they were sitting... I think. Yes. Is they... that what you meant? Yeah. yeah I, yes. And anus. But they... Uh... <laughs> Wait. Imagine this. Did you spin around for them? Or well, like... I, I'm so used to, yeah, coming out of the bathroom after a shower, doing my spins to dry off. Um, and they're just a, a newlywed young couple. They were sitting down to their breakfast and their coffee and their toast, and they, got, they see uh, their neighbor naked, you know? Well, did you emerge from the bathroom in a spin, or how it yes. feels like? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So a lot of that's on you. I, I disagree. That's your right. 
Those are your feelings. Why do you spin dry? Why don't you use a towel? Oh, I don't believe in towels. Oh, yeah. I don't believe in towels. Here's a, an elephant in the room that I think we should talk about. Um, and I can speak to this from a lot of the private emails you've each been sending me. Um, I want to talk about, as two full-headed brunettes, for those of you that can't see, James and Michael, they both have a full head of brown hair, slightly yes. different shades. Yeah, but you can pull hair. Mike's hair out. See? Watch. <laughs> here, ready? Ow. See? It's a clump of hair. Well, if you pull hard enough, you yeah. can pull anyone's hair out, James. Yeah, but I love I love what Ill. you just said, Ebony. If you pull hard enough, you can pull anyone's hair out. <laughs> I think Jung said that. But um, I would like to circle back to your uh, mutual fascination with bald men. Because it's Howie. coming up a lot. It's come up three yeah. times tonight. Uh, huh. Michael, you've been sending me a lot of emails saying that you've imagined that James has woken up bald, frightened, and that you enjoy this. Yes. Um, no, I wake up laughing all the time, yeah. Well, yeah. but this, is, this seems to be why nude, spinning, laughing, imagining James bald. I just, I'm wondering, you know, where that comes from. I'm wondering if James's uh, fascination with, with Joe Rogan has started to make you feel jealous. Oh. Are you, are you saying I'm jealous of Joe? Are you saying you're no. jealous of Joe? No, I'm not jealous of, of Joe Rogan. No. Really? Even though James talks about him incessantly. <laughs> And do do does, you feel like Joe Rogan is becoming coming between your male friendship? Do you feel like Joe Rogan has become a, a bit of a thing that's keeping you guys apart? A stumbling Joe? Um, I mean, maybe, maybe yes. Maybe he is a bit of a stumbling block. Maybe he's, beca- he's coming between us. Should I delete the uh, James's subscription from his iPhone? No, I think you should just tell James how it makes you feel when he talks about Joe Rogan. James, when you talk... Okay. James, when you talk about Joe Rogan, I, I, it makes me feel berserk. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said I, that. Sorry I'm, for I'm, listening to a, actually a podcast that men around the world love, Michael. Right. <sighs> but you know what Joe Rogan doesn't have? A male, a male best friend. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he does. He's friends with all these MMA guys. Are they? Are oh, good point. Is that real friendship? Is he going over to their apartments and kind of hanging out and pretending he doesn't want to be there, but just coming back in a way no one really understands and there doesn't seem to be a justification for? <sighs> Typical psychobabble. Ebony, you know, Tom Cruise was freaking right, man. This stuff's BS. You know, psychotherapy. <laughs> James, I can't believe you just said that. And I'm getting, I'm, uh, anyway, carry on, Ebony. Ebony, can I ask you a question? Were you a fan of the show News Radio? Oh, it's a, it's a classic. It's a fraught space of male friendship that just, and then Kathy Griffin's there, which also seems to be some kind of male friends thing. Only right. not funny thing Joe Rogan did. News Radio. <laughs> Everything else killed. Who would have predicted, though, that a guy from a sort of, okay sitcom might contribute to the uh, a civil war <laughs> and our understanding of DMT and psychosibylin mushrooms or whatever it is jeez right. man really teaching Elon Musk about himself right. um, you know I think there's a way that that show is about broadcasting and 
then he made a podcast. I mean, I gotta, I have to admit, as your therapist, one of the hardest things for me about navigating your friendship is myself having to care about Joe Rogan because I don't. But I have to really dig deep in his uh, one IMDb credit and then some sort of online (laughs) space to kind of figure out what is this? Why is it coming between them? Why am I getting so many separate emails about this man? But um, sure, when I've been forced to watch news radio by you emailing me and saying, can you watch news radio? Can you believe this guy? James is making me feel bad. I've watched it and thought, sure, I guess the, what was he, the the sports guy from this could have made a podcast. I don't know. I hate this question. <laughs> he was the engineer at the radio station. I he wasn't the sports guy. I have a theory that his time acting on a show set in a radio station got him interested in the idea of broadcasting. <laughs> and he would go to the set after hours and, and that's when he would practice. Hey, I bet him and Andy Dick imagine the parties him and Andy Dick had on set. You guys know Andy Dick's crazy? <laughs> It must have been nuts. Okay. I hope we don't get sued oh, by the Dick I, Estate. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, Ebony. Sorry, Ebony. No, that's fine. I'm actually just playing scenes of Bulldog from Frasier in my head because I fully lost interest. Imagine if Bulldog from Frasier was uh, a, a huge figure on the alt-right. <laughs> he is. I know that. Uh, because so is Roz. I've counseled... Yeah, I've counseled... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've counseled Bulldog and Kelsey Grammer as uh, their best friends. Uh, yes, Kelsey, wow. another very famous conservative, hilarious dude. Yeah, yeah. They both and they really ended up bonding over their love of the alt right and really brought Roz into the group in a kind of two guys, a girl, and a pizza place way that is <laughs> scarier. Um, Do you think Alf's politics would have been on the left or the right? <laughs> the the sitcom Alien Alf. I know this is a little off topic, but. It's hard to know with Elf. He's a real wild card. Because in my mind, mm-hmm. cats are a more liberal animal, but his consumption there, it makes me think, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he's on the wrong side of history. Um, he could have been a one-issue voter, and that issue was cats. I mean, I feel like if they had done an episode about that, and I'm certain that they did, that was the only joke of the episode. Um, I always felt strange that Alf feared when he came to the family said you know oh don't let them take me they'll do all these experiments on me they'll torture me they'll kill me and then the season finale is elf of elf is just him getting taken away by the government <laughs> that's just a true fact about television history that i find very disturbing but uh, the guy who wrote elf was like a drug a big drug addict guy it, right yeah. yeah i mean you got to be on drugs to come up with crazy ideas like they had that's on Alf. That's true. That's true. You have to be a real real nut. Yeah. Well, Ebony, we're, we're wrapping up our time here. Any final thoughts, parting shots before we uh, I just I go? want you guys to set some goals for yourself and your relationship for the show. Okay. Um, I'd like, whenever you guys celebrate one of your hundredth milestones, okay. one of your kegels, and in a separate session we can talk about your understanding of what that is. Um, as, as Mike slowly works his way through a discount power bar, I want you guys to find ways to celebrate your achievements. So I'm okay. going to give you the challenge at 25, you know, so four times. So at your 25th Kegel, okay. at your 25th calorie, yes. 50, 75, 100. <laughs> I would like to see you guys really celebrate each other and what you've done. I'd like you to take a moment 
to compliment each other on your achievement. And I'd like, at those moments, for you to try to say one nice thing about each other. Okay. Whether it's complimenting Michael's body in a tucked-in shirt... Or telling James how he rich he is. He's pretty obsessed with how my, good my body looks. No, I was shirt. just surprised. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's I'd like I'd like to see that. I'm going to be watching from the back. I'm going to be making notes, and I'd like to just see you guys really dig deep and explore just anything about each other at all. All right. Well, I guess we'll see how that goes. We'll give it a try. Well, thank you so much, You're Ebony so Rosen, welcome. for joining us. Thank you, Ebony. Thank you for Ebony Rosen, who joined us here. Thank you very much. Well, how do you feel about that, Mike? I feel like we, you know, we made some progress. Sorry, I'm having a difficult time getting up. Oh. Might spill wine on my crotch. Um, I think we made some good progress, and Ebony is a nice therapist, and every, every man should see a therapist. Well said, well said. Well, um, before we bring out our next guest, um, uh, maybe we should uh, check in on our, our uh, assistants here. Uh, Tom, is Tom Henry our, our jokester here? Tom, why don't you make your way up here? Let's hear for Tom Henry. <laughs> You're already laughing, it seems like. You're already giggling. <laughs> well, the combination of the music and the idea of a stand-up comedian just got me giggling. I seem to, yeah, I have that effect on people. Before uh, we do anything, just as a fellow Rogan head, I just want to make a couple corrections. Oh, okay. Um, He's not an engineer on the show. He's an electrician and a handyman. And Kathy Griffin's not in news radio at all. (laughs) It's a different red-haired lady named Vicki Lewis. Wow. Wow. And you know what? Ebony just got owned. Because I didn't get into that show until after right. Rogan, but yeah. now it's it's an important part of the she canon. She looks like Kathy Griffin, though. Well, but an, you're right. Anybody could look like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, wow. That's interesting to note. Take note, anyone who's uh, any reviewers in the crowd tonight, just uh, take note of that correction. <laughs> but Tom, how how is your 100 challenge going? Yeah. 100 jokes written and performed in one night. Oh my God, gives me anxiety. Yeah, it's a little bit harder than I thought, but um, right. But I think it'll happen. I think. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Coming up on halfway, probably halfway through the show. Yeah. So far, I've, I'm kind of just warming up to it. Okay. Well, so, can you can you give us a little flavor of what you're cooking in the comedy kitchen? Mostly, I'm just warming up to it, like I said. So. Okay. Goldman tip sixty two is that you need to. Uh, right, part of joke writing actually is about reading the classics. Gullman, Gary Gullman, the Twitter uh, t- philosopher. Yeah, I don't think uh, right, that okay. needs an explanation. But um, <laughs> so I've been walking around the block just reading Heart of Darkness, and I think oh, wow. Wow. soon I'll have something. But I was thinking about that chicken thing you brought up. Oh, I ate chicken for lunch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, are you cook? Do you have a joke cooking on this chicken? Thing? Yeah, I'm working on one. So, um, okay, okay. Tell, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is exciting. All right, okay. all right. This is ex- yeah. Okay, so most people have eggs for breakfast, <laughs> and and chicken for lunch, like Mike. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what's for dinner? Uh, ch- a chicken's ghost. Well, oh, that's okay. Oh, because it's like a baby chicken. Yeah, baby. And adult chicken. Yeah. And then the dead. And then what will go next? 
Yeah, the okay. three stages. The chicken's yeah. ghost. I yeah, guess. I like that. That's very funny. I had one other take on it, if you want. Oh, I'd love to hear. Okay. We'd love to hear, right? Yeah. Sure, we've okay, got what came first, the chicken or the egg? Ha. Uh, Mike's lunch. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. I ate chicken for lunch. Chicken, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is great stuff you've so, got here. Yeah. So you Thanks. think, uh, you know, another, you know, 20-ish minutes or something you're going to have? Yeah, I'll uh, be good. Because that was two jokes, okay. so you have 98 more to do. Yeah. And you feel confident. That's great. I like yeah, a man with I, confidence. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, we'll check back in with you at the end of the show. Okay, see you then. Cool. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom. Tom Henry. Great. Now, um, we've also got... Uh, we should do a check-in with Robin Hatch. Robin our Hatch, our musical guest tonight. How are you doing, Robin? Pretty good. <laughs> are you enjoying yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Having a blast. Have you ever seen two men work through their, tr- uh, their uh, troubled relationship together? Never. Well, you're, <laughs> I envy you. Um, how is your 100 challenge going of playing 100 notes tonight? I'm getting there. Um, Excellent. It's, it's actually not that hard to play uh, 100 notes. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Kind of cocky, but <laughs> yeah. all right. Uh, didn't, uh, didn't expect that from you, but um, excellent. Well, I guess... Uh, hmm. Hmm. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, a bit more, I think challenge? it's time for our, uh, our second guest. Does that sound good to you, Let's James? bring up our second guest. Oh, I've got, uh, I've got his intro here. Our second guest... Uh, used to live in the building and moved to America to pursue acting. His credits include Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago Laundry, Chicago Party Supply, mm, and NCIS Ethnic. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a really I good love one. It, yeah. you know? uh, he most recently starred on the sci-fi procedural Stargate Special Victims Unit. Uh, let's hear it for Hummus Hesmer. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. It's such an honor to be on the 100th episode of the Podmas. Are you kidding me? Wow. We're not Thanks kidding for you. being here, oh, I got a round of applause for these two. Come on. Amazing. Thank you. you know, I'm about as big a fan of your show as it gets. Really? Let me tell you. Wow. I've following you guys ever since you left the building. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of these American jobs, you're kind of left alone in a city where you don't know anybody. And I, I put you guys on. I go right to sleep. Oh. Okay. But not in a way that does. I didn't mean that negatively. I okay, mean that, I, I mean that say... I, I'm in a constant state of anxiety. Right. When your voices come on, you bicker. You, you you live in this life where you know each other so well, and clearly there's love there. There was when I lived in the building. Yes. I knew it. I could oh. tell. Yeah. There was something between you two, and it just guides me into a nice sleep. I like to picture just men alone in their beds around the world, listening to us on earbuds yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice image. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a Bluetooth, so I'll do that because I can't right. sleep with. That's part of. Uh, it's an issue for me to sleep with things in my ears. It's hard to sleep with earbuds. I, I always I, I just I, lie on my back and then I yeah. wake up and uh, and it hurts because I'm on my side. Yeah, exactly. And then you, one of them, you're pushed way deep into your ear. Yeah, that yeah. sucks when you've been listening to a podcast and you wake up and it's just the cord coming yeah. out of your ear, and then you have to yank it out. I hate that. Like the whole headphone has gone yeah, into your it's, head? Yeah, it's just the cord coming out. Do you have, does that happen to you a lot? Yes, okay, absolutely. It sounds yeah. bad. Is there ever blood? or? I don't know. It's Tissue? something. Okay. One, yeah, day, it's okay. Some, One day we'll yeah. find a cure. <laughs> I feel like just don't sleep with a headphone in your ear. Well, but I love my pods. Okay. I have to say, it is kind of neat having a, an actor, an American actor, well, yeah, listening to us. You know, to, yeah, it's, uh, 
Hey, here's the thing: is that uh, you know, obviously, my work on uh, NCIS Ethnic, which you're a fan of, I love it. I, it's great. It's yeah. just fantastic because it's all the the crimes that the white actors won't solve. It's great. <laughs> And, and, uh, and the episodes ask? are shorter. They're way la- on way later at night, and oh, they don't cool. give us weapons or badges. But we get the job done. The budget. The budget seems smaller. It it, it is. It is. It's forty-eight uh, percent of what you normally get. And can I ask what what the heck language is the theme song in? Well, it starts in Farsi, and it transitions right into Urdu, and then uh, at the end, it's actually uh, English. I never. But the known. accent is so heavy that you probably can't tell. That's right, just how we right. do it on NCIS Ethnic. Well, that's, who, wow. who needs the who doing theme songs when we have a song as exciting as that? Yeah. So what's what's your character on NCIS Ethnic? I, I play a uh, cop who could be Portuguese. Okay. Oh. I love seeing Portuguese characters. Could be, could be. Yeah. Could be. So, you know, I mean, I think that's why we get those people, but then we also get people who wish against all odds that I'm not Portuguese. Right. Oh, people don't, oh, they want you to not be Portuguese. I mean, I think that's why we toe the line, because it's NCIS (laughs) ethnic. Right. So you're watching something with some representation, but you, you don't, don't know, know what, what it is. is. Right. And leave me out of it, quite frankly. Right. You know what I mean? You can, you can retweet it, and you've done something political for the day. Right. Yeah. You can I, feel good about yourself watching this show, yeah. but you don't know what exactly and is You don't have to on. put your foot in it, whatever it is, you know? A lot of widow characters on the show. Yeah, well, it, there's, yeah well, there's a lot, because a lot of these crimes aren't getting solved. Right, right, right. And a lot of them are just sort of, you know... Uh, people long-term injuries from common uh, road rage incidents and things like that because again the white cops won't solve them. Yeah, right. they, they've got uh, bigger fish to fry. Exactly. Yeah. You what? Did you watch our fish frying episode? I did. It was a big scandal in uh, in yeah. um, in uh, in Little Haiti where there was a, a lot of poisoned fish. Oh my God! Turns Awful. out uh, white people had been poisoning the fish. It's never, it's never an ethnic villain. You that's, know wh- that's, that's on the board in the writer's room. Never an you ethnic know, villain. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what? You just, mentioned, you just mentioned Haiti, the country of Haiti. And here's a... Um, Here we go. Here's a true story I heard. A few years ago, um, the singer uh, Wyclef Jean, who's of Haitian descent... Yes, he is. He tried to run to be president of Haiti. I know. Really? Uh, I know. He's probably one of the most famous Haitians alive. A uh, little problem, though. He doesn't speak a word of French. Yeah. <laughs> he had also Great. embezzled from his own charity. <laughs> yes, he also embezzled yeah. from his own charity, yeah. which might also be a bigger problem. That was a bit of it, yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail tonight's show by giving random <laughs> facts Jean Haiti. Yeah. More like, no political aspirations, no cry, is more sort of... Oh. For the Fuji Fuji fans out yeah. there, or, Deep cut. or Marley heads, I'm a big Marley head. Yeah, there you Ganja. go. Uh, Tor- Toronto Marleys. Oh my, <laughs> that has nothing to do with Bob Marley. That's our minor league hockey team, Mike. Is, are you telling me there's no there's the Toronto Marleys? Is it hockey or lacrosse team? Hockey. They have nothing to do with reggae legend, frankly, Bob Marley. I mean, if they're smart in in our current climate with with legalized cannabis, they would probably do well to tie in product-wise. Well, exactly. The Marley family and the Toronto Marleys, they could really uh, really have something going there. Who's the son? Ziggy? There was a Ziggy. Ziggy There's many children. Ziggy. There's um, who's uh, who did Welcome to Jamrock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it. I don't have it. I can see his face. He's on an eye. It's him and Nas, and they're looking up, and I don't know. Damien Marley. Damien Marley. Oh, we've been heckled by someone saying Damien Marley. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, every podcaster's a nightmare. Does that happen to you a lot during your live show? Someone yells Damien from the audience? People yell just various reggae facts at us, and it's very disturbing. Right, yeah. right. Mike yeah. knows a lot about reggae. Did you, are you a I, reggae fan? I mean, I, not, not on the level of Mike. No, I mean, Mike, he's talked about it so much on the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe we can, we can talk after. You can tell me everything about reggae. That That's I the need after to know. show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we talk great. about reggae in the corner. So, uh, <laughs> so, go ahead, please. So, w- the reason that I'm here, and, and you know, uh, forgive my, uh, my uh, enthusiasm, if no. you will, but. Uh, Better than curbing it. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh you know, I don't know how much American TV you've been watching lately, but they are turning podcasts into TV series. Yes. Really? Left, right, and center. Yeah. Dirty John. Dirty John. Familiar with Dirty John oh, in the yeah, audience? Yeah, yeah. They turned that into a, uh, a TV series. Sorry, Eric Bana and uh, <laughs> Connie Britton. It's phenomenal if you okay. haven't seen it. There's uh, yeah. Homecoming with Julia Roberts, which yeah. was a podcast. Huh. Right. A lot of people don't know Murdoch Mysteries was actually based on a, a podcast about old-timey hats. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there you go. It's based on that. So, guys, in that spirit, I think that between my work on NCIS Ethnic, all the Chicago non-emergency shows, and uh, Stargate SVU, (laughs) guys, I think we got got a hit here, and I think we could turn this into a feature film. Where are you going with this? I think on on the occasion of the 100th episode of the Podmas, I want to make this thing into a movie. Whoa, Landlord and Tenant Podmas? Landlord and Tenant Podmas. We just call it LT Podmas colon movie. Whoa. Right? I'm interested. Because there is so much. And correct me if I'm wrong in the audience, and for you listening at home, correct me quietly to yourselves. (laughs) Don't you think that between the two of you, and you had your therapist out here, there is such ripe, it's just ripe for exploring all the different layers of the the power struggle, the dynamics between Mm -hmm. the two of you. You are every you are every man, and you are every villain. Oh, come on. That there is in the world. And it switches, but that's the thing, it switches. You know what I mean? I also didn't love the way you said ripe, ripe (laughs) like that, but okay, I hear you. Sorry it upset you so much. My phone fell off. It's I okay. Think well, we, I was trying to cover that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll cut that we part right out. I think we are a great... We have a great chemistry. I can see us as a, like a following in the footsteps of iconic screen duos like uh, Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. There we go. Exactly. Um, uh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm right. Vaughn. I'm definitely Vaughn. Yeah. And um, uh, Jim Carrey and... Uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Oh, they yeah. were such a good team. Yeah. Yes. Somebody stop you from pitching that idea. Okay. Well, hold me back. It's a mask reference. I don't know. It kind of went over the room. Oh, uh, for the mask, mask heads. Right. Okay. Okay. I was uh, I was about to say, do not go in there. Oh, when he pooed. Yeah. 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 When he pooed. Okay. But guys, I, I I took the liberty, and I hope you don't mind. No. I actually have uh, been developing this with an eye towards coming on the air tonight and pitching it to you. So okay. if you check your inboxes, I've actually pitched you a scene that I wrote. Okay. Oh, I've got mail. On spec. Yeah, exactly. A, a fantastic film that's also based on a, well, email. Yeah, email, email yeah. the movie. Email the movie was essentially was, that That's was the working title. They of should the have film called it that. Mail. Yeah, yeah, email the movie. So okay, I mean, so if we you got guys, a script here. Yeah, there is a script that I've written out. Now, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll do the uh, the stage directions. Okay, which are in bold. Right. I mean, okay. I'm not much of an actor, but I'll give it. A... I mean, do, are you guys comfortable playing yourselves? Sure. Did you want to switch yeah, roles yeah. and you play James? You play Mike? No, you sure? thank okay, you. Okay, I thought that was going to uh, be the answer. And uh, 
Robin, if you uh, would be willing to in any way, if you don't have to, also a huge fan, by the way. I'm so excited to be on the show with you. Um, maybe give us something set. You know what? Let me read the, uh, the interior setup of the scene, and then you go where you th- think the music needs to go. All on you. Here we go. This is wow. exciting. We've this never done the, anything like this before. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part I'm excited. Of it, honestly. Asleep every night listening to you, too. <laughs> interior. Mike's apartment in the sky. The year is 2034. President Aykroyd has declared martial law on all rent-controlled hover buildings and inherited properties in the GTA, forcing landlords and tenants everywhere to band together despite their obvious differences. Tenant Mike tinkers. It's perfect. It's pitch perfect. It sent shivers up my spine. That that was actually based on a radio show. It's uh, as it happens. Here we go. I'm just saying the, the expression is as it happens. Tenant Mike tinkers fruitlessly with a homemade dirty bomb while landlord James mans the sight lines to the battle below, armed with a gun hidden inside a guitar case like in Desperado. Great movie. I can't disarm this bomb. I cut the blue wire. I cut the red wire. There aren't any wires left, and the countdown's still going. Landlord James turns from the window, shaking his head. He spits out his tobacco and runs his fingers through his thinning hair, a few strands falling from his scalp to the ground. From the steroids. That's not true. Yeah. Okay, my line. Um, Oh, big surprise, you beta cuck. You couldn't disarm a tray of Pillsbury toaster strudels if you had oven mitts, a fresh cup of coffee, and a beautiful morning sunshine to make a complete breakfast. Let me get a look at that thing. Stand back. I should have mentioned this ahead of time. Uh, I think if we were to pitch it somewhere, we would pitch it to Pillsbury. Oh, I cool. like, like it. You know, they, they have streaming now. They stream. Oh, really? Yeah. Clean, every big pro- Kleenex. Really? Yeah, Shoals. Dr. Shoals has a streaming network, so I thought this would be Pillsbury. I think this idea is right for Pillsbury. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so too. James injects himself with what's left of his nanosteroids and spins away from the window, hair now falling out in chunks as the sound of his testicles shrinking fills the room. Are you sure you have the delicate touch for such a delicate procedure? It's a growling. Perfect, perfect. Make it your own, make it your own. You could do it better, yeah, yeah. Are you calling me a coward? If you had pulled the trigger when we had the chance to take down the president, we wouldn't be in this mess. I couldn't do it! Dan Aykroyd is my hero. He's not that Aykroyd anymore. He's been changed by Nadia's undetectable mind control serum. She infected his entire batch of crystal skull vodka, and now she's controlling him from her subterranean lair. Probably true. How did she ever find the goddamn money to build a lair? I don't usually swear. Good, Mike. No, but you're in character. Mike's a character. Thank you. Her single, The Kissing Olympics, that I produced, (laughs) thank you. Deep cuts. (laughs) Got retweeted by the biggest pop star in the world, the ghost of Ed Sheeran featuring zombie lip flip. And she used all the profits from the streaming to take over the world. Outside, explosions crackle in the sky as drones take down what's left of the Flying Junction, Liberty Sky Village, and above the city place, leaving the town of Toronto in ruins. It's too late. We're too late. You know what? Let's just heat up some delicious Pillsbury's toaster strudels and wait to die. Mmm. No, it can't end like this. We've got too much unfinished business. Unfinished business? 
What do you mean? Sigh. I'm getting too old for this <laughs> shit. James and Mike make love. Hold on. Hold the, on. The end. What? Um, no thanks. Guys, you were fantastic. Uh, I've got a few notes on the ending. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the crowd loved it. Did the crowd not love it? Could you not see a movie like this, a pilot on the Pillsbury streaming network? They wouldn't show us doing it on the... On, not if I know the Pillsbury people. They've gotten very progressive in their politics. All right. But I, what do you guys think? I wrote that with you in mind. I, I put in your ex-wife, Nadia. And yeah, some great references. Yeah, I know you love Dan Aykroyd. I like yeah. that I seem like the hero and um, up until the end. And yeah, I liked how high testosterone my character was. Yeah, really macho. Yeah, I love that. But in pain underneath it. Yeah. Yeah, just like me. Yeah. I love that. Well, do you want to get to the epilogue? Yeah, let's do the epilogue. Robin, if you would. Oh, Just boy, let's picture a, a beautiful morning after. Or a couple, an hour and a half after. James lays back in bed, lazily chewing tobacco again, completely satisfied sexually. Mike sits at the foot well, of the bed. I will say, I will say, even though I'm not into the idea, I always do, when I do the, the nasty, I always leave my, the customer satisfied. <laughs> We could put that right in the script. Sure, okay. uh, and that's, uh, that's out of your mouth, you know? That's really good. Absolutely, It's yes. natural dialogue. It's natural. They're going to love that at Pillsbury. <laughs> Mike sits at the foot of the bed, a sketch pad in his hand, drawing James in luxurious repose, smiling to himself, beaming with love for his landlord, wondering what the hell took them so long. Mike takes a big, huge bite of a sweet and savory Pillsbury toaster strudel and says... What the hell took us so long? I can't believe all this joy and incredible sexual chemistry has been sitting here in front of us all this time. We were fools. God. Okay. Take it easy, Mike. This was a one-time thing. If that, if that bomb wasn't due to go off any second, this never would have happened. It was an end-of-the-world bang, and that's that. Mike sheepishly turns to the bomb and we reveal that the clock actually stopped at zero, zero, zero and did not go off. He then wryly turns back to James. Oh, that thing? I forgot to mention. Uh, I disarmed it an hour ago. Now, do you want a bite of this strudel or what? Curtain. Uh, now, that's funny. I mean, is that the end of the that's scene? That's the end. Okay. That's the end of the, end of the scene. scene. Right. That would come after the credits. All right. Guys, I think as our first market focus group well, is proven, they I love mean, it. I, I like it except for the end. Leave it to that. Okay, so you want the bomb to go off? No, I don't want to... I'm not going to... I mean... Well, we'd use body doubles. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'd cast... We'd cast those ripped extras that would totally fill in for you. All right, how you know, ripped? You, well, you'd have full say over them. Okay. We'd go through casting together. Okay. Mike, you too. All if right. you want a body that's more accurate to yours or a really buffed body to you, No, I that. want a buff one. I'd, I'd love to see... Hmm, who would I love to see? Yeah, uh, Colm Fiore, uh, I could see No, no, no. Okay. George Saint-Pierre. Oh, the give me MMA, a break, Mike. Uh, Didn't he retire? I'm he pretty retired. sure he's available. I'm sure he is. And he loves the taste of Pillsbury toaster products. Absolutely. That's so, yeah. Everyone yeah. who loves MMA knows that. My Do you have any God. casting ideas for yourself? You don't have to necessarily uh, play this. But Gosling's an obvious one. Okay. Yeah. Gosling. Uh, oh, come on, man. Yeah, I, I'd watch that. George St. Pierre and Ryan Gosling making Honestly, love. Honestly, I would too. Yeah. Damn. Just figure out who who's who. Just the fight to the top would be incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. Well, when St. Pierre would, would wrestle, would he get on the bottom or the top? And that's you know that's that's the question. You got to watch it. You I'm not going to spoil watch the movie. MMA. 
Um, I'm conflicted, but uh, I'll support this project. Yeah. Okay, so I, I do need you guys to sign off because the forgeries I was using uh, did not get very far. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. You have yeah. my signature. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. And it's, was there anything else uh, before we? Well, I did want to pitch this to the crowd here, but th- there is uh, okay. there's really no movie without uh, an end credit sequence song right. that reflects okay. on the movie that we just watched, like the end of uh, Venom. Uh, yes, exactly. At the Eminem, end of Venom, when Eminem comes in sick. and he says Venom, <laughs> and a bunch of other things that rhyme rhyme with Venom so quickly, or yeah. the end of. Um, uh, Saving Private Ryan, right. fa- the famous song they played at the end of that movie right. that we all know. Yeah, it was uh, by the Mighty Mighty Boston. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the impression that I get. <laughs> yeah, uh, at the end of Saving Private yeah, Ryan, yeah. that's the that's well, song. Have you ever been I close to tragedy? Yeah, knock yeah. on wood. Have you ever been close to tragedy yeah. or known someone who was World War One? A lot of people yeah. don't know that World song. World War Two, Two, World War Two. Yeah, and Tom Hanks like lip syncs yeah. it to camera, and they're all yeah, yeah having and fun the together. Outtakes and Saving Private Ryan yeah, are so top good. Notch. In London during the Blitz, and this is, I don't mean to go off script here, but people would uh, gather in pubs and they'd play ska music <laughs> while the bombs rained down. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly, being here is such a thrill. <laughs> We're thrilled to have Hearing you, here. you wax philosophical about ska from the comfort of my own bed is one thing, but to be here live, this is a moment I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah. yeah. So, Robin, if you would help me, I mean, if we could drop that theme song. If yeah, you would okay. indulge me, I wrote a, a please, brief please. lyrics to the song. So, Exciting. Uh, Honored. Audience, have you, are you into this? <laughs> who, needs, who needs Hans Zimmer when we've got Exactly. You. So think in terms of, you know, Men in Black or some sort of uh, uh, back in time, that kind of thing. You know, Huey Lewis. Here we go. There was a landlord. His name is James. He inherited a building just because of his name. There was a tenant. His name is Mike, and there was very little going on in life that he liked. They would come together just once a week, turn on the microphones and sit down to speak. And when the mic heat up, so do their butts. They go to kissing and hugging and rubbing and rubbing. They put two dicks inside of one condom. One's an alpha and one's a cuck. And every single episode, they verbally fuck. They made a pod mess. Whoa. I mean... Can we say a lot of that on the podcast? Yeah, you can say anything. Okay, I mean, terrific. questionable content lyrically, yeah. but you can rap. Good rapper. Thank you. Thank really you. good rapper. I actually wrote a clean version that doesn't have any of that <laughs> filthy content. If you'd like, if you maybe sign off on that instead. Sure. It's, it's a way more wholesome, way more. All know. right. Okay. okay. Does it, does There's it, no curse the, words, nothing like that. One question. Does it involve us both putting our penises in one condom? No, no, no. That's saved for the, uh, the street version. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, All Robin, right. if you would. All right. There was a landlord. His name was James. He was in love with a tenant. Simple and plain. That tenant's name? Well, it was Mike. And he knew from that day that he would be in his life. They get together at Mike's home. Turned on the microphones and James proposed. He got down on one knee and did it all classy. They got to kissing and hugging, but they stopped in time. They had two hearts living in just one mind. They went to City Hall to make it legit and now they're going out shopping for wedding outfits. They got married. Wow. Holy smokes. Cleaner. Much I just cleaner. Clean it up and more wholesome and more in line right, with maybe right. what Pillsbury is trying to do on, right. in terms of their programming. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wouldn't, so. wouldn't fly in Alberta. No. No. That's true. It wouldn't. But, uh, Definitely wouldn't. Works in Ontario. Yeah. Hummus, okay. that was fantastic. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for, for coming Thank on. Thank you so today. much for Thank you. Hummus, 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 Hummus,
Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Robin. Thank you so much. So, Mike, we're, we're winding down here. We've you only know, got one more I, guest left. Yeah, Thank you, everybody, so much before, so far. You've been so great. Before we go any further, uh, I'd like to compliment you. As Ebony said, you did a great job uh, in our interview with Ennis. Hummus. Oh, right. <laughs> right. The and then you're supposed to um, give me a call. All right. I'll do it, Kegel. <laughs> Mike, you know, uh, you did a great job in the interview with Hummus, too. Thank you. Is that your hundredth? Is that are you eating your hundredth calorie um, now? I'm gonna do it after the next guest. Okay. But I have fifty calories down. Is everyone excited that I'm eating? It's the hundred challenge. We're almost done. All right. Um, well, should we uh, should we bring a final guest up? I should. Who wants to see our final guest? Well, this is exciting. We're very excited about this guy. Um, he is actually, and this is crazy. This is crazy that this is happening. We have. A fan of the podcast from the future. <laughs> this is a podcast. I mean, we've, we're already making history tonight yes. with this. But this is going to put us over the top. No other podcast has ever done what we are about to do. That's right. So let's hear it for our, for our guest from the future, <laughs> Zed Gygak. Here he is. Wow. Zed. Wow. Thanks for... Thanks for joining us. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, Grab Zed. Grab a mic there, Zed. Thank you, Zed Guy Gack, for... Um... That's a microphone from our time. Oh, do they not have microphones in the future? No, we don't. Your technology is so stupid and lame. <laughs> wow. Hey, everybody. I'm from the future. <laughs> oh, God. Do we have to sit down? We don't is have this... to. Do you what want to stand? you guys a couple of Gale Kings up here? <laughs> Must we sit? No. Do they have Gail King in the future. Oh, yeah, you don't know. He doesn't no. know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what happens to Gail King in the future. Oh, what my happens? God. This is crazy. I, 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 like People are going to go nuts. People are going to go nuts when I tell them uh, that I, I, I made it. I made it to that wow. fucking Lillard and Terry podcast. You made it. Well, wait, are we like a big deal in the future or what? <laughs> you don't know. You I, truly don't know, do we you? Don't, we don't no. know. You don't know. I don't. Oh, my God. And it's your birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> they don't know. Do they have birthdays in the future? <laughs> do we have birthdays in the future? Of course we do, you idiot. No, I don't mean that. that you're, right. you're so smart. Future cool. humor, I'll give it oh, a pass. I can't yeah. believe I'm standing here with both of you. This is incredible. Now, now Zed, you're wearing... Quite a magnificent outfit here tonight on stage. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. And it seems to be made of some sort of futuristic material. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> you look good. So I'm, I'm sorry for anyone listening at home who doesn't, who can't see what Zed is. And you have sunglasses yeah. on. Yeah. So, Zed, tell us about the future. What's it like? Oh, my God. It's incredible. It's incredible. The future is amazing. I mean. Wow. Flying cars? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, flying, uh... Schools? Mike! Well, no. Yeah. Well, um, no, we don't have flying schools. Real question, real talk. Um, what, how far from the future did you travel to be with us tonight here in Toronto? Thank you so much for asking. I would like to think that I'm a part of your 100 challenge because I am from exactly 100 years in the future. Whoa! Whoa. 30, cool. 3019. It's 
so crazy, you know, it's so crazy to me to be here for your 100th episode because you have no idea what is in store for both of you. Really? <laughs> so what's in store? You keep saying that ah! things are crazy, but what's... Yeah, uh... but if I tell you, is it going to ruin it? Like, do, are you sure you want to know? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it. Right. Uh, I, because, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, um, let me ask you this. Has what? And I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say who's who. Okay. Uh, but my question for both of you at the exact same time is: Has one of you betrayed the other one yet? Oh, I'm, I am totally upfront about what I do, to Mike. Interesting question. Has so one no. of us betrayed the other? I mean, you would know what I was talking about if the answer was yes. You would absolutely know what I was talking about. So I can't. Like, they don't know. They don't even know. I have a clear like, conscience. Guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you won't. You know what I mean? So well, one of I us don't know. I don't want to give too much away. So wait, wait. One of us is going to betray each other. Who's it going to be? I need to know. I need to know right now. Well, I bet it's in the Last Supper, buddy. Pick up a seat. You got to find out when it happens. Right. Um, but Whoa. let's just say that, you know what? I, it's like, who cares? At this, I'm going to go back and you guys will forget about me. But No, I'll never forget about meeting you, Zed. I'll never you, forget about meeting you because you don't even know who you are. You what? don't even know who you are. Wow. Um, all I will say is, in the future, one of you does something to the other one. And then does the exact same thing to themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I wonder who that is. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Process of elimination. Uh, Are you talking about robbing? (laughs) Well, you could have taken something. Uh, but no, you'll, you you'll really, find out. You can't you really know. rob from yourself. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> so we all know the, the elephant in the room is that there's going to be a murder-suicide. Um, <laughs> what? You said it, not well, me. Not so, me. You said it, not me. And you are also well, a part of it, too, but you'll okay. find out. Well, I'm either the victim or the perpetrator. D- is it? Can, we, can you at least tell us, whoever does it, will they use a blade well, they a, use yes, it is a blade. Oh, it's a blade! <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you right now, it's a blade. Very, it's uh, very UK. It's insane yeah. that you even said blade. Makes me start to think you're thinking about a blade you've got somewhere. No, no, no. Um, no if anything, I'm thinking about the Blade film series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell that to Wesley Snipes. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but I don't want to give too much away. You'll see when it happens. Trust me, you will see a okay. lot. So... Um, <laughs> But I, ha- I, I have good things to tell you. Oh, really? Like, I want well, to tell you. That's welcome. Please, yeah. please. Better than, yeah. I want you guys to know that in the future, the government makes the landlord and tenant pod mess an essential service. Yes. Yes. So, yes. like, Pre- Prime Minister Shear. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, yes. No, yes. no, 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 no. It's so, it's funny to hear you say that because you actually do end up going pretty nuts for him. So uh, I know mm-hmm. that was a joke, but you do kind of like okay. uh, believe all the things he does, right? Right, sure, sure. Um, no, he doesn't. Um, uh, <laughs> Lost your train of thought. I did lose my so train the, of the thought. So the government makes our podcast. Yes, they do. Oh, yes, they make your. Yeah, but right. obviously, being 100 years ahead <laughs> in the future. 
You guys need to know, obviously, because I know you brought it up. Oh, but I have good news and bad news for you, actually. Oh, okay. Um, you brought it up earlier. What if I did live to 116? Let me be the first to tell you, you do not. <laughs> you do not. Fine. It's Amazing. not even close. You're much closer now than you would be. Huh. You know what I mean? Huh. I'm um, laughing. I'm, I thought I was laughing at our comedian, Tom Henry, before, but I'm laughing at you, Zed. <laughs> Well, in my time, that's an insult, so... Oh! Uh, I should zip my lips. I, and, um... How about me? When do I die? Um, not... <laughs> not dis, a dissimilar time to James. <laughs> like, right. it's okay. very right. close. Right. It's okay. very right. close. Right. Like, Murder noticeably suicide. close. Right. You know, it's not gonna come out that you two just died in two separate continents. You know what I mean? You guys are, when you yeah. do die, you will be in the same room. Yeah. And is this because with your... But the good news is, the good news is that it's an, it's an essential service, so even after you are both gone, we keep doing the landlord and tenant pod mess because we want to keep exploring the relationship between landlords and tenants. Isn't that great, everybody? Hey, that's, that's cool. Wonderful. That's cool. You know? It's nice that people from different classes can uh, come together and talk. Well, it's funny that you say that because they don't anymore. Oh, no. What do you mean? they don't. Um, What are you saying? I'd also like to say how crazy it is for me to see women here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) My God. It's crazy. You know, uh, it's it's weird for me. So, I'll, I'll bite. What do you mean by that? Don't you love when people on Twitter go, I'll bite what's McDonald's? Or anyway, I don't, um, I'm getting off. Well, hey, I've got some bad news for you. Yeah. We're not as worried about that as you are. Um, All right. Twitter. Uh, what were we why, talking about? Why are you surprised? Yes. You, see, you seem, I, I guess, He's traveling through the, from the future yeah, to the past. Messing and, with your head. Huh? <laughs> I know, yeah. It couldn't be anything else that was done well, in the alley you know, before the show. You no, know, um, no, please. But once what, you start going through, you got to drink all this time travel juice and it all gets a bit fuzzy. So why are you so very surprised to see women here tonight at the Ossington in downtown oh, yes, Toronto? of course. Well, well, okay, well, let me, <laughs> yes or no, quick, do you still have Australia? Like if I say Australia, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, currently, yes, yeah. we still yeah. unfortunately you know, you have know Australia. Australia. Crocodile yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah. You know what? God love them. Eventually, the women all decide to pack up and go to Australia. Really? And I can't really? blame them. Yeah. And really? they called it, you know what they call it? No. Woman town. <laughs> Australia <laughs> is called, so, in my second. time... <laughs> Australia's called Women Town, and all the women went to Australia, so basically uh, no, everywhere I mean, else is just... It seems like an unoriginal name for this new country. And it's a, it's a well, continent it, it that happened. they call town. It happened so fast. It happened fast, you know what I mean? Wow, Woman so, and Town. Like, and, you know, come my time, we don't really appreciate people ragging on Women Town that much, just to let you know. In I, case I, you have do nothing, I have nothing against Women no, Town. Okay, good. I, have, I just don't like Australia, and... Um, <laughs> Why would anyone choose to go there? Well, have you have you been a woman here? Well, no. no. <laughs> well, maybe give it a shot before you decide not to move to Australia. But aren't, look, I don't, you know, and okay. it's not it, it, right. it's not about your podcast. You guys didn't do it. Right. But one day, all the women decided we're all going to get together and we're all going to move to Australia, and they all did. 
Right. Wow. And so uh, the rest, it's just us from here on out. A nice There's a few scragglers, but they, right. they ain't good. That, <laughs> that, yeah. that beacon of progress, yeah. Australia. Yes. Wow. So, so what's life like for us guys in the future? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> like, you know, we're tailgating all the time. Legal now. Um, we're buying weed, 13 bucks a gram. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you okay. know, it's really good. We Oh, you know what else is cool is that uh, we're done doing school. We're done doing school. Really? Yeah, the government has proclaimed that school sucks. So we're really? done sending our kids to school. So the the image you're painting of the future seems to be an image uh, almost like... Uh, the dream of Bart Simpson come to life, you know? Well, that's like if maybe if I said to you, that's what William Shakespeare would say. Way to go. I don't get your reference. Okay. Wait, how did MASH end? Like, you know, didn't, what are we doing here? It ended with... Um, I don't want to know how Matt. Well, no, Mash ended with they all. Didn't they all go to jail because they made fun of that fella? <laughs> the chunky. Well, let's fella. make sure to get to the bottom of this. Anyway, <laughs> this is the only. We were the only podcast that has the balls to talk about Mash. <laughs> hey, uh, Zed, you know what you should do? What? You know that movie Back to the Future? Yeah. You should get the, all the sports results. You know, bring it back and bet on all the sports games and make like millions of dollars, right? Yeah. Remember that in Back to the Future too? Yeah. Or give it to me. That seems immoral, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that, I'm, I'm with you, Zed. You're lame in the future, I Wouldn't guess. Wouldn't that be taking money from the OLG, in a way? Yes. Right. How it would build our schools and our roads. All right. All right. Yeah. You know, I have to be, I have to be honest. Um, you know, I'm a little, I feel a little skeptical that you're from the future. Because you're You're outfit. a fucking crazy idiot. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm from I, the future. Look at me. Yeah, like your clothes. I think you're just wearing garbage bags. <laughs> what? And James, like, what? Uh, what are these garbage bags? In the future, they're just bags. Yeah, they're just bags. May I apologize on behalf of our show? I'm sorry that James is ragging on you. I think I believe you're from the future, and I believe that your costume is no, futuristic. No, I, I think you're a phony. I don't think you're really from the future. Those are just regular sunglasses that are circles instead of squares. <laughs> like Bono, right? Kind of like, like your god Bono. <laughs> I'm from the future. You, they, you like Bono, right? So wait, are you saying that in the future, Bono from U2 is, is still known and revered? And no. I wouldn't say that in the future. All right, didn't mean to put words in your mouth. In the future, we start cranking the old gears up here and start figuring out what sucks and what doesn't. You know what I mean? So, no, right. we're not too worried about Bono 100 right. years Well, from what now. doesn't suck? Uh, well, the landlord and tenant pod mess, right, for one. Right. At You've this point, now. as I was mentioning earlier, this has become an essential service. So we always listen to the Landlord and Tenant podcast mess because it's the best. Okay. And even though you guys aren't here anymore, it's still very good to explore the relationships between landlord and tenant. <laughs> well, that, that's right. really nice, Zed. That means a lot. Zed. All right, fine. You're right. I'm not from the future. I knew it. What? Where are you from and who are you? And the truth is... I escaped from prison. <laughs> a lot of uh, my name is Gary Gamble. Most of you probably know me as Gary Gamble, the Ontario child cannibal. 
And I just got out today, and oh. I saw this was happening. I made these bags, because you can't wear prison clothes around. I, oh, no. I just wanted to come and check out your podcast. This is... This was my biggest fear of all. I trusted you as a man from the future, but now I see that what I thought were magnificent clothes are just a garbage bag. James, you were right. I'm sorry I doubted no, you. No, it's all right, Mike. I'm so sorry to both no, of you. You know what? What was your name? Gary? That's Gary. Hey, uh... So you eat kids. I did. <laughs> but he did his time, it I did my like. time, but then I got out about 40 years early, but we're not worried about that. Oh, okay. Well, Look, right. Oh, yeah, I'm not from the future anymore. So, yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, okay. hey, you know what? Whatever the hell you did, I appreciate you listening to the podcast and coming to the taping. Thank you so much. You know yeah, what? what? An honor. I agree. You know, you've, you've paid your debt to society for eating how many kids? Um, and I'm glad just to have a, a lot. Li- <laughs> and think about what you think it might be. It's more than that. <laughs> it's noticeably more than that. All right. Well, you know, I don't agree with what you did, but I agree with you being a fan of uh, a great darn show. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. It's an honor. You. Congratulations, Gary. You say guys. thank you for coming, sir. Thank you for coming, thank you, sir. Thank you, Gary Goober, a great man, a wonderful man. I, uh, oh, 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 watch out there. Um, so we're at the end of the show. Before we, we end the show, thank you, but oh, before we end the show, Mike, how you doing with your 100 calories? I'm about to finish it, but it's very sticky and it's taking longer than I anticipated. All right, well, you know what? I'll uh, help you out here and finish my 100th kegel. Mm. There we go, 100 challenge. 100th kegel. Mike, you're... Have you, have you done your 100th calorie? Yes. Woo! We've got a 100th calorie. Uh, should we check in with Robin? Uh, Robin, how are you doing on the 100 notes? I'm at 98 notes. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, well, play, play the final two. Yes! Woo! We hit 100 notes. 100 challenge. All right, let's bring up our... Our Andy Richter of the evening, Tom Henry, our stand-up comedian. Yeah. Has he got his 100 jokes? I've got the jokes. Great. Now, Tom, right. I'd just like to say something, because we refer to you as our Andy Richter tonight, and that was referring specifically to his job as uh, Conan O'Brien's sidekick. I just want to point out that we were not referring to the idea of you being recently divorced. Oh. <laughs> I is... am, though. I thought that's why you were... Oh, you are? Well, that's yeah, just but, a okay. coincidence. Yeah. Anyway, that's Andy Richter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Okay, so... Let's do this. All right. 100 jokes. 100 jokes. End of the show. You got to deliver now. Okay, here we go. Ready, crowd? Big moment. How come when you're trying to have chicken for lunch, um, there's something called chicken salad, but there's also chicken Caesar. uh, Chicken Caesar salad with chicken. Mm. That's confusing, right? Okay. Okay, okay. Kind of fumbled the delivery, but I get the idea, yeah. You try it. Fair enough. How come when you uh, eat raw chicken, you get salmonella? So what? When you eat uh, raw salmon for lunch, you get chickenella? Okay. Okay. A lot of chicken, a lot of chicken material. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Can I do my thing? Or? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. 
Why do chickens say bok, bok, bok? What are they, baseball empires? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Baseball fan. How come they call a baby chicken a chick, but also a woman a chick sometimes? I don't want to date a baby chicken. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes on chicken, they, you have something called a marinade. Yeah? What is this, Full House? Marinade and Ashley Olsen? Whoa! Right. Um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Ow. Guys, would it be okay if I go to the washroom? I mean, you're only no, like six you... jokes in. I yeah. have to pee really bad. Like, I mean, you were off stage for like 50 minutes just now. But I ha- um, I'm on a Diet Coke uh, fine, diet. Fine, fine. We'll just vamp until you get back from the washroom. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a live recording, but I guess I'll be right you back. have to go. I'll Are be you right back. finish your jokes when you get back? Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah. So I'll be right back. Yeah. Mike, can I get that money you told me? That I can, uh, that sorry, I, well, the money you're paying me? I can give it to you after you get back from the washroom, though. Yeah, but I, just it's easier to do now. Okay, I'll give you all okay? the money. It's 40 I'm, a joke. Yeah, so here's okay. all Mike, this guy. I think this guy's scamming oh. you. Hello? No, he's not scamming me, James. I found him on Kijiji. <laughs> I just promise me, just so James hears, that you're not ripping me off and that you yeah. will come back and finish your marvelous jokes. I promise, of course. Okay, great. Okay, thanks, idiots. <laughs> what? Well, there what? goes your $4,000, Mike. What? Well, good riddance to bad rubbish. Audience, you've all, showed him. you've all witnessed a, a major crime tonight. Uh, well, Mike, I think that brings us to the end, uh, the end of the night. Yeah, 100 episodes <laughs> together. We did it, buddy. We did it. Now, uh, just before we end the night... Um, Thank you all for coming here tonight. It Thank really means you so a lot much. To us. And, um, you know, James got to ask, did you bring a gift for anyone in particular? Oh, okay, because it's Mike's birthday. Right, right. No. Uh, I didn't bring a gift, but uh, how about I'll give you a birthday beat, sir? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Punch him in the arm. No, I didn't mean my birthday. I meant, uh, did you bring me a gift for our 100th episode? No, of course not. Didn't. All right. Well, it's kind of kind of weird to me because uh, it's kind of a thing in our culture that when you do a hundred episodes with a pod partner, that you uh, bring them a gift. So um, I brought you a gift. Oh God. I actually um, scraped together a bit of money, and uh, I called my cousin and I bought my grandmother's wedding ring off my cousin. <laughs> and uh, happy one hundred. Are you kidding me? Happy one hundred. You want me to wear a ring? I mean, you don't have to wear it on your finger. You can, like, make a necklace or put it on a prominent place no, in your home. Mike, or... I'm not taking a ring from you. I really Jesus. want you to have... No. I really want you to have no. a ring. I really want you to have... No. A... Put the ring away. It costs a lot of no, money. No, I don't care. All right. Put it in your pocket. Fuck. Guys, uh, that's it. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Wonderful. Thank you so much for our guests, Ebony Rosen, Ennis Esmer, uh, Tom Henry, Robin Hatch, Robin Hatch, amazing, Tim, Tim Gilbert. It's uh, there's a Ebony's at the back with the pay what you can jar. If you could help us out, thank please you so help much. Us out. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming. We really, really appreciate you guys coming. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a good night.